Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything rare breed. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? You know, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I've been watching a buttload of fireworks this weekend. Yeah, it's been Years pretty much... Years of feeling it. Pretty much fourth of Ju- full 4th of July uh, craziness right now, right? Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's, it's, it's a great holiday. I mean, you get to, you get to cook outside, you get to wear shorts and you get to blow shit up. <laughs> Easter should be taking notes, Andy. I'm a big, I'm a big yeah. 4th of July fan. Yeah. So it, it, we got all kinds of festivities and food and uh, all that fun stuff. Day off yeah. of work, which is awesome. Yeah, so, it's always yeah. fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. So, uh, we're, I hope, hopefully you guys are having a good 4th of July weekend as well. And uh, why don't we just go ahead and dive right on in. We're doing a little special 4th of July release for you, for you everyone out there. And uh, that is Rare Breed. Andy, tell them everything they need to know about it. Of course. So Rare Breed, um, we kind of already covered the distillery a little bit because it's distilled by Wild Turkey Distillery uh, out in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Um, and this was literally our second episode, excluding our trailer, literally you want to hear the full history of wild turkey go back and listen to our second episode ever and hear how bad we probably sounded then um, um but like i was saying it's distilled and like we say in that episode it was distilled by wild turkey distillery out there in lawrenceburg um and it was founded about 150 to 160 years ago back in 1869 by the uh rippy brothers who started um distilling operate their own distilling operations atop wild turkey hill there in the city um and it was something that while they started distilling on that hill it really wasn't until about 70 years later in 1940 that um the distillery itself got that actual wild turkey name um on a hunting trip that a distillery executive had where he was sharing um some of the bourbon that they were making with friends while ironically enough hunting wild turkeys mm-hmm. um so and i don't i don't think they were open for operations d- during prohibition ever a call but um definitely should have been they're that famous now but um really you know post getting the name it was about 14 15 years later where it began to take off when um as a distillery, when they're now current co-master distiller now, but for a lot of the time, uh, since 1954, headmaster distiller uh, Jamie Russell joined the brand um, and slowly worked his way all the way up f- to becoming you know, the, ma- the head distiller, the master distiller for him. Um, he started, like, he's worked literally from I think dang near from sweeping the floors all the way up to that position. So he knows floor to ceiling probably everything to do with distilling. He's like one of the greats in bourbon distilling history and everything. You talk to anybody alive. Uh, ironically enough, I got to meet him when I toured their distillery on the um, bourbon trail a couple of years back, uh, pre-COVID and everything. But um, anyways... Uh, kind of just an aside there but um you know of course his son eddie would later join the brand in 1981 
and I think probably 20 years-ish after that, joined him as the co-master distiller um, of the brand um, in the mid early to mid-2000s, I want to say. I don't remember the date there. But they've been, you know, definitely a great team building the brand and everything, and then each working their way up through the distillery. And now their third generation, Bruce, uh, who's Eddie's son, the grandson of the three, um, joined them recently in the last decade, decade and a half, something like that. Uh, so it's definitely a family affair for them uh, and a passion. But both Eddie and Jimmy, you know, have now been inducted into the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. Um, both actually inducted by each other. Um, they were doing, you know, the, each one did the, like, the announcing and everything of it. And they're actually the only co-master distillers. And up until, um, now, I think, or recently in the last, like, three, maybe four years, um, they were the only, minus the exception of... The, a couple no of the nose over at Jim Beam, they um, were the only father-son duo to also be co-master distillers at the same time. Um, so they're definitely in rare air there as far as just distilling history, especially bourbon distilling history, as far as I know, to do that. Um, and of course, for anybody that knows the rest of Wild Turkey's products... Um, you know, regular Wild Turkey 101 and 101 Rye. Um, one, those are named, obviously, for the, if you look at the label, the proof that they're bottled at, 101 proof. But uh, at the time that both were introduced, at least, um, you know, it's kind of also a nod to both Jimmy and Eddie having, now, at this point in 2022, more than this, but... 101 plus years of combined distilling history between the both of them. Um, so, you know, kind of just gnaws all through the family lineage there. But uh, getting kind of back on track to the one we're discussing today, Rare Breed, uh, that was introduced as a product by Wild Turkey and Jimmy um, back in 1991. So I think before, well, maybe you were alive, John, but I know for a fact I wasn't alive yet. Um, and, and it was one of the first, if not like the first barrel proof bourbon on the market. Now their barrel proof is a little bit lower than most other distilleries. Um, you know, most other distilleries will sit here probably in the one twenties, maybe one thirties, you know, like you're talking like your stags, uh, pretty much anything on the B tack list, uh, like Jack Daniels barrel proof is higher in the one twenties, everything like that. Um, Wild Turkey has a little bit lower of a barrel proof. Um, at it. The one we're trying today is 116.8, but typically they're around 114 to 116 proof, fair barrel proof. So not quite as strong alcohol percentage-wise there. But um, then about 30 years after Rare Breed Bourbon was introduced to the market, Rare Breed Rye barrel proof was introduced uh, two years ago in 2020. Uh, I think right, right before, like right at the start of COVID and everything going on there. Um, and this is, like I said, this is their, this is Wild Turkey's line of barrel proof whiskeys that typically, as a couple proof points off there, they typically are just bottling it at uh, 112.8 
as far as I've seen, 112.8 to about 116.8 or 118.8 in that range. Um, the one we're trying today actually is by the bottle again is uh, at 116.8 barrel proof. So that's 58.4% alcohol by volume. Uh, of course, it's with their signature number four char that they do. Uh, you see it in like all their commercials and everything. That's the deepest char you can do on a bourbon barrel. Uh, and it's actually, a bl instead of being a single barrel, it's a blend of barrels uh, or a blend of different offerings that they have in age ranges. So typically they'll do a six, eight, and 12 year blend of distillates. Um that they end up putting into the each rare breed batch and everything. So that's more or less what rare breed is for them. Um, of course, one other big thing for them that they have definitely, I think throughout their entire history, but definitely recently in the last couple of decades, two, three decades they've tried to do, um, is distill from non-GMO grains or like genetic, genetically modified grains. Um, they just find it gives a little bit better flavor for them and everything. A little bit bolder flavor and everything. They just, they just don't like having those types of greens in it as much. Um, and there is... I know there's a certain way you can, like, tell, uh, like, which, like, batches are coming from where for rare breed. But I forget... Someone's going to have to correct me on this. Because I do not remember everywhere that it can come from. And how to distinguish exactly, if I recall, which of those locations, uh, aging locations, for wild turkey it is coming from. So, anybody in the comments, feel free to yell at me about that. <laughs> oh, they will. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's everything rare breed. You know, I'm excited to see where it comes from, or goes, um, you know, in the future. This is kind of like their, outside of a couple other fairly standard releases in the past couple of years it's become tougher to find this and the other fairly standard but limited release that they do uh kentucky spirit but this is kind of like the next year up from their regular wild turkeys regular releases obviously the regular bourbon and rise they're 80 and 80 or, or they're 81 and 101 proofs for each of those and then the regular russell's products that they have so these these and the kentucky spirit are i i would say at least kind of a bridge between regular wild turkey and the master's keep um ones that they offer um cool beyond just being their barrel proofs well we've already got a glass poured are you ready to just jump into the, the i'm scene? ready let's, i am beyond ready let's do it as always we're gonna start with the nose immediately it's got that wild turkey nose for me very very oaky very nutty to an ex like a but not like a for me not a bad nut like yep. nutty no i'm getting the oakiness and the nuttiness as well a little orange zest as well yeah and it's like very very even more dialed in than like what a regular wild turkey would be yeah, just more punch it's, it smells great i'm a big fan all right let's give it a taste cheers, cheers. Sir. Woo. It's good. Definitely packs a punch, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, even though it's, you know, on the lower end for what barrel proofs are in at least the bourbon industry, boy, does it pack a, pack a flavor punch, alcohol punch, everything. What's the proofage again? Uh, so the bottle 
that I got is, um, and I should say, like, I was able to, typically, it's tougher to find right now. I was able to find mine at, like, 53 after tax here in Cincinnati. Um, but the one I was able to pick up was 116.8 proof. Typically, as far as I've seen, that's on the higher end of the proofs. It typically is ranging closer to the 112 to 114s, I think. Gotcha. But you'll see, you know, something maybe in the range of the 116.8s. That's about the highest you'll see, as far as I know, for rare breed. Cool. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to every episode, and share every episode of Distilled Discussion with your friends. Follow us on social media. We do really appreciate your support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.